Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple or Android. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or virtually anywhere. Also, you can find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single night at 7 p.m. Also, my new show on OnSideRadio.com, 10 a.m. every day for two hours. Lots of Five Reasons guests and more than just the Miami Heat. And of course, finally, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out for all the latest articles from Brady Hawk and everyone else in our network. Also, our new sponsor. You got to check this one out. This is one of the coolest sponsors that we've ever introduced. It's called Best Ever, but it's spelled B-S-T-E-V-R.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. And what is this? This is a sports simulator. They're going to be doing NBA, but for right now, it's just NFL. But essentially what you can do with this, and they have these supercomputers that work the whole thing out. They even spit out game stories for you, is you can basically project what would happen if you replaced certain players from certain teams and then competed against other teams. So, for example, David Fernandez, who's in our network, he and I decided to play out the Dolphins-Denver game earlier this season, a game that the Dolphins lost, but we subbed in Deshaun Watson for Tua and for Fitzpatrick, simulated it 95% of the time the Dolphins won. Why do that? Because if you're arguing about trades, what would this team look like? They traded for this player. If they traded this player, what would this team look like if they went against a team from another era? You can actually play out these simulations on best ever. They're going to be with us here going forward. We're going to be doing these simulations on YouTube. We actually have one up on the YouTube channel right now, five reasons YouTube. So just check it out and sign up. It's free to sign up. B-S-T-E-V-R.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. A lot more about that in the coming days. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, tonight's floor plan here on Five on the Floor. Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander. We're going to go through the Miami Heat's latest loss. They dropped to 6-11 and 11 on the season. It's actually not completely over, just full disclosure, while we're potting tonight, but they just fell behind by 20 with five minutes left. So a bit of a battle in the second half. Played very good defense in the third quarter, but ultimately did not have enough. If he did not catch the game tonight, still out, although he was on the bench tonight, looking noticeably lighter. I'll get to that in a minute. Jimmy Butler. Uh, no Tyler Hero tonight, no Goran Dragic. So I think you can make a case that three of the four best players on the team didn't play tonight. Also, no Harkless, no Leonard, no Silva. Um, just It's just the way things have been going. Avery Bradley did get back uh, on the bench tonight. He did play a little bit, although he looked a little bit out of it. And that's to be expected. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight because Twitter is on fire again tonight. Everybody's talking about, you know, they should have traded the depth. They should have done this. This team sucks. And I, I get the frustration. I think, Greg, you get the frustration also. I know you stayed off of Twitter most of tonight. But I also think perspective has been completely lost. Um, I was even going at it with Sedano a little bit tonight. So what we're going to do, rather than focus so much on this game, which I don't know what really we can say. I mean, Bam put up some numbers but had turnovers. None had some moments, including a dunk. But Duncan couldn't get going at all. Uh, I don't really know what we say about tonight. So let's get to some of the things that are being said on social media and what's legit and what's not. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. The first one is this. Okay. The heat should have traded the depth when they could have, because the depth hasn't looked great in the absence 
of so many key players. And here's my point on this. A, they weren't getting James Harden for the depth, okay? Ultimately, the Nets got James Harden because the Rockets were able to get a package that included Victor Oladipo to either keep or move, okay? In which case, he's going to have value as a player that they move or someone that they're going to keep for the future. And the Rockets also got four pick swaps and four first-round picks, three of them directly from Brooklyn, which is not something that the Heat could have done. So what do you say to the people who are saying this proves they should have traded for James Harden? That they would have not been able to field a roster had they done that because they wouldn't have had enough active participants and they would have been calling people off the streets to try to just field a team. And that's going to point to the larger point of kind of where we're going to head here. They still have the opportunity to trade the depth. Um, no deadline has passed that I w am aware of. And I think that uh, if you were to pull the entire uh, building down there on Biscayne Boulevard, Bradley Beal is actually a more attractive option than James Harden anyway. So if they're really going to put all the chips on the table, it would be for Bradley Beal. And I think that they would probably circle back to that. So ultimately, I don't think that the James Harden thing is uh, um, is really a, a factor anymore. Like, let's move on from that. That was draft capital. That's what they were going for. That's what they got. Yeah, and also, and you know, I agree with you on that, um, or I agree with them. I, to me, Bradley Beal is the better target. He's four years younger. I put some of the numbers up on Five Reasons Sports today. Um, the numbers over the past two two plus years between Harden and Beal aren't all that different, and you're getting a player that's four years younger and in my view, a better fit. If you can get him, that's another podcast entirely, which I'm sure we're going to do plenty of in the next few days. Cause we need to confirm some of these reports that were out there on Twitter today, um, following up on sort of Beal's unhappiness after the loss to the Rockets. All right. So that's number one. I'm with you on that. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Here's number two. Okay. And this is something, and everybody knows that George Sedano is a very good friend of mine. He's also a heat backer, okay, although I know sometimes it does not seem like it, particularly as he's out in Los Angeles. But George was going at me a little bit on Twitter because I was essentially tweeting that the Heat got this situation worse than pretty much any other team in the league because not only did they lose players, um, but th they lost players before the NBA decided to basically step in with their Board of Governors meeting and change some of the rules and make sure that teams didn't play the Washington Wizards played against the Heat. That game never should have been played. If you track what happened to the Heat since then, it's not that hard to figure out, all right? I mean, the contact tracing all leads to Washington, okay? And, and that situation was handled badly by the league. What would you say to people who say, um, what I say is this is a little bit of both, okay? This is them being hit hard by COVID and then also perhaps not bending the rules like other teams did. They could have sat Tyler Hero, this whole situation might have looked a little bit different. So it's somewhat that. And it's also somewhat that in some ways they haven't responded to it all that well. It can be a little bit of both. But a lot of Heat fans, it seems, or people who just sort of want to jump on this team are saying, you know, the COVID, they're basically throwing out the COVID thing and essentially just saying this team's not good enough. Well, yeah, because that's confirmation bias to uh, point to a transaction. And I think ultimately a lot of people value the transaction over the action. And to kind of get to your point related to what Sedano was referencing, because I read the, the 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 back and forth, which is always fun to see you two uh, spar a little bit here and there, because um, it's always in, in, in good fun. But uh, 
you know, like let's not get lost in the fact that Jimmy Butler has missed eight games due to the safety protocols, eight games consecutively. Um, and, and we don't know what he's going to look like when he gets back. And, and this team goes as Jimmy goes still, um, that can't be lost 12 starting lineups in 17 games like that, that can't get lost in, in this and that there's no, the continuity that they thought they were going to be able to rely upon is not been there. Um, so I just don't think that this is a situation where the front office, like it doesn't really matter what any of us say or think, in my opinion, the front office is not going to evaluate this team uh, from a let's completely revamp the roster standpoint until they see all the pieces in place on the floor. And let's face it, they're only four to five games out of being in the four or five seed in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, you have two weeks of good basketball and all of a sudden you are um, right back in the thick of things. So I just think it's too early to, to make uh, crazy declarations about this team. Well, I'm with you on the front office thing and everything that I've heard is that they felt like they were finally getting their team on the floor for the OKC and Boston games. We saw them blow out Oklahoma City. They played Boston to the wire and then didn't box out Peyton Pritchard, okay? But at that point, they felt like they had their team. They started to get their nine-man rotation, and then we know what happened after that, okay? And here's the point on this, and you mentioned Jimmy specifically. When you take a core player out, okay, someone that everybody else feeds off, not just on the floor, but for energy and everything else, it forces guys into roles they're not comfortable with. And so, yes, am I frustrated watching Kelly Olenek lately? Absolutely. Okay. Has he risen to the challenge? No. Okay. Are there other guys on this team who could have played better in these circumstances and didn't? Absolutely. But also, you know, again, we've seen it so many times in Heat history. When Dwayne Wade's out, okay, a lot of guys who looked really good with Dwayne didn't look so good when Dwayne was out. Okay. When Shaq was out, a lot of guys that looked good who played off of Shaq didn't look good when Shaq was out. Okay. And so on. All right. Uh, they would, you know, you know, the big three era was a little bit different because you could pull LeBron and Dwayne out of the starting lineup. And all of a sudden you had 35 point Chris Bosh. Okay. Going off in Atlanta or San Antonio or Portland or any of those games that people remember, but this team is not built like that. Okay. They don't have, you know, another true alpha Bam's becoming that, but he's not that yet necessarily every night. And I also think that the burden, I mean, look at tonight. Okay. I mean, he has to run the offense. He has to be a primary scoring threat, the primary scoring threat. And he's got to guard a guy who's an MVP candidate right now. Okay. Who is the closest facsimile to himself in the league in terms of being a center who basically can be the the hub of the, the wheel of your offense. He's got to do all those things. He's entitled to have a slightly off game. And I, I just think, people are looking past that. And so they're evaluating players based on what they see instead of what they see, but also accounting for the fact that a lot of them are being thrown into roles. Either they're not ready for like an Akpala, for example, a Gabe Vincent prior Max Struess, either they're not ready for, or a role that's somewhat different from the role that they were supposed to play. And some of them have not risen to the challenge. Look, Kelly is a guy who should, okay. He's a veteran guy. He's been disappointing, but the young guys, I'm not going to throw it on them. I'm just not. And then you have Bradley coming back today. Again, he had an extended absence. Okay. You guys can figure out why. (laughs) All right. And he's coming back into this. We've seen players come back from that particular situation and take a long time to look right. Bam didn't look right in the bubble after he tested positive. Right. Um, None didn't look right for nine months. So I think, I, I think that's something to consider. And again, these are, they're not excuses. They're reasons. They could have handled the situation better. There's other things that Spolster could have done. 
there obviously are some flaws with this roster, but can we see something close to the full roster for two weeks? Okay. Something close. And they may not get totally to it before we say they're trash, a team that just went to these finals or it, it, past these finals, won these finals. Yeah, no, that, that that's ultimately there. There's just no way that the front office is going to approach it any differently because like, this isn't just about Jimmy. It's also when you have Goran out and then you have Tyler hero out, uh, particularly with all of the, uh, you know, increased responsibilities that he's had, you have like all of your focal points on offense that would create anything for you in and out of the lineup. And I just, there's no way that they're going to take this team and evaluate them based on this period. And yes, there's been some really ugly moments. I thought contract year Kelly Olenek was going to be a thing. It is not a thing so far. Uh, so they, the, the one thing that, and I'll continue to harp on it until the cows come home. And that's that like this front court spot next to bam, I just don't see what was on this roster that they were that they went into yeah. the season feeling comfortable and yes. I, I just don't see it. Uh, so that that's a hold that they're going well, to they have obviously to thought it was Harkless, Greg, because he started the opener. Like you're right. You're right. right. I, mean, he could, I mean, he couldn't defend the... up and, and that's, that that's going to be a real problem that haunts this team. If you want to go to the real issues, but kind of what we've seen so far, I, I, I just don't see any reason why we're going to get too upset by it. And the playmaking issue too, which, you know, having another point guard on the roster, but, Without Jimmy, it's hard to evaluate because in a lot of ways, Jimmy is one of their two point guards in the starting lineup, but we're supposed to be along with Bam. Okay. Yeah. Even though and they're, of they're relying on Iggy this much this early, Goran this much this early. You're having Max Struess and Gabe Vincent out there. They did not plan it this way. And I know that like lots of teams don't plan lots of stuff ways. And, and this is just kind of the, the circumstances that present themselves. But uh, you can't ignore that. These are just not the core nine guys that they thought that they were going to be, you know, playing in the playoffs with. Let's just say that. I mean, uh, some of this stuff on Twitter, I mean, you're right. This is confirmation bias. Um, I mean, this one from El Parada 71st. I mean, I'm just looking, I'm just scrolling through. Don't blame it on the NBA. I'm not blaming it totally on the NBA. I'm just saying that some things were not handled properly. And then, you know, the heat tried to do the right thing, I think. And that backfired on them. Every team has the same advantages. It's not their fault. We suck. I mean, I, this is uh, that's the type of fans I can't reason with I, what you're talking about. You know, they didn't have a plan for the four. I think that's becoming apparent. OK, and that's that's an issue. And maybe that's something they thought they were going to be able to address with the trade during the season. But to go into the season thinking we haven't seen enough of Harkless, but we saw some early. Right. And then he started to look better and then he went out. OK, but like if that was, you know, plan A for the long period of time of the season, I think you can certainly question it. All right. When we come back. We're going to talk about where they go from here. I've got a little bit more information on Jimmy, so I'm going to share that with you here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great new sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, another one that's local. It's right there in the name, Fort Lauderdale Design Group. If you've got a vision for your home, a picture-perfect kitchen or a contemporary bathroom, you don't want to trust that important renovation to just anyone. That's why people are turning to the Fort Lauderdale Design Group, a licensed and insured boutique-style company committed to delivering turnkey premium kitchen and bathroom renovations. FLDG understands the importance of your family, work, and personal time, so they use an innovative five-step process to handle every aspect of your renovation from start to finish. They offer photorealistic renderings, virtual walkthroughs, interior design, architecture, paint doors, cabinets, custom builds to code, and more. Got more than 20 years of experience designing and building in South Florida. The FLDG team is dedicated to exceptional work. So turn your dreams into reality. Call FLDG, Fort Lauderdale Design Group, today 
or tomorrow at 954-791-8665. That's 954-791-8665. Or check out the new website, ftldg.com for more information. All right, let's get back to the pod. Got Greg Sylvander here. Uh, we'll do another one after the Thursday night game against the Clippers. Now, the Heat may actually benefit in that one because it doesn't appear that the Clippers are going to be at full strength. Jimmy Butler was back on the bench tonight. That is a good sign. You may have noticed, so at this point I can share it, okay? He looks a little lighter, Greg. <laughs> a little? Did you notice that? Right? I mean, yeah. he, he looks a, a little light for sure. Okay. Um, he lost more than a dozen pounds in a, roughly a week. Okay. Wow. So again, everybody can read into that how they like. The good That's news scary. is right. The good news is Jimmy is back. Um, he's with the team. Obviously, as I mentioned a couple of days ago, he passed the COVID protocols for the league. Otherwise, he would not be around his team. So the worst is over. Okay. At some point, Jimmy may choose to share what he chooses to share. But this is the reason I'm saying this here tonight because I was seeing some stuff on Twitter like saying, well, Jimmy doesn't look like he conditioned himself during the break. Why does everybody assume that everybody's just chilling out <laughs> during, yeah, during the break? BS. Right? I mean, again, this is a total lack of understanding of what's been going on in the country here for the past 10 months, all right? So the reason, the other reason I'm raising it is, and I tweeted this tonight, and this is going to sound like another excuse, and I don't want it to sound like another excuse, Okay. There's an assumption that when all the pieces come back, that you're just going to go right back to the way that things were supposed to be, right? If you've got Dragic, you've got Hero, you've got Butler with Bam, Iguodala, Bradley's back, right? Achua, you've added him. I don't know about Akpala's role, but you've got all these guys together that all of a sudden it's just going to be smooth sailing from there. And you do have a softer schedule. I've talked to Brady Hawk about that in the pregame. you got some Charlotte games coming up, some Knicks games. You're playing some of the teams that before the season you'd say you should beat. But not everybody's going to come back at 100%. <laughs> um, whether or not they were affected by COVID or whether or not, in Hero's case, they were affected by a neck injury. Now, Dragic has got a groin injury he's dealing with. Guys take some time to get physically right. They take time to get into condition. They take time to get into rhythm. Some of these guys have not played together very much. They didn't really have a full training camp. They had less than two months off from last season. So I just want to temper the expectations here. Like, Jimmy may not – Jimmy didn't look like Jimmy – at the start of the season, he looked rusty. He was dealing with the ankle. I don't expect Jimmy to look like Jimmy his first week back from what he's been dealing with for the past couple of weeks. And Greg, I just think we need to temper the expectations. But I know if they all come back and they, they're still losing some games or certain guys aren't looking right, we're going to get more of the this team sucks thing. Yeah. And ultimately, that's we're going to hear that no matter what, probably. But you have to think of it in these terms that if they play the Clippers with no Kawhi PG and Beverly, and then I think it's Sacramento, Charlotte, the wizards twice, the Knicks twice. I mean, like you have this stretch where maybe if guys are uh, taking a little bit, you know, a game or two to, to really start to look more like themselves and, and it could take somebody a week or two, but um, you know, guys will be varying in, in the ways that they're able to return and contribute as their normal selves. You hope maybe the soft part of the schedule will will aid them in getting some victories. And then if not, uh, this is the other thing that I just you, you can't ignore it. And unfortunately, um, it is something that uh, that that no fan would really want to um, accept is just that you're not going to make a trade if you're only 
four games out of having home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Like all you're just, it's just teams don't do that because there's just so much parody in the Eastern conference right now. The heat are going to bet on their guys, getting back, getting healthy and making a run. So, so I, I just wouldn't go transaction crazy right now. It's just, I don't think that that's the, the look of the front office. So there we are. Um, I think that's pretty much all there is to say tonight. What was the final score? What, what did they end up losing by? I think it was 109.82 was the yeah. last. Yeah, 109.82. But my favorite part of this is just a little backstory here about how we pod. Alex is on the stream tonight because he's doing it from the game. So this, it's a little easier for him to do the stream from there than the pod. And so I said to Greg, I said, let's do this thing. And maybe we'll, when things look bad at halftime, I said, let's do this thing at the end of the third quarter. That way <laughs> we'll be done. We can post it right after the game. And then they cut it to nine. And Greg's like, oh, you know, hope trafficking. And I, and I, I refuse to pod. See, like I have, I'm still a diehard. You a diehard. You hug in there. Meanwhile, I was like, Greg, it's going to be 15 in two minutes. Okay. You, you so, ended up but, being right. And not right. That'd be double what I thought. All right. Anyway, it is what it is. All right. So the heat now victory lapping at the end of the pod, just take your victory. I, no. well, it's not a victory lap. It's a loss. <laughs> six and this 11. Uh, the Clippers in here tomorrow, or by the time you listen to this, maybe today, hopefully a better result then. But all we're saying is we're not excusing poor play. We're not doing that. We're simply, these are not excuses. There are reasons. Some of them are legitimate reasons. And as I've said before, there are some seasons that just never get out of the starting block. Okay. After they won the championship in 06, I heard the next year, if we can just get our guys healthy, if we can just get our guys healthy. You're right. They never that got healthy. That point will come. You're right about this. Right. They, they never got healthy and they never cared. Okay. Now this team, I think cares, but that team never cared. The 14, 15 season, uh, you know, I think they were way too optimistic, totally underestimated what LeBron meant to everything. Um, thought that they could just rebuild the thing around Wade and Bosch and it would work. And then they lost what McRoberts and Cole, and that was too much for them to handle. And they were playing Bill or Henry Walker down the stretch of games with Michael Beasley. Okay. There are certain seasons that just the 07, 08 season, they ran it back. They thought they had a chance a couple months into the season. It was like, okay, we're now we're going to tank this thing because I mean, even UD's hurt. Okay. Dwayne was hurt. Everybody was hurt. And they were playing, you know, it's Quinn time, right? Cause Powell, there will be a time. Okay, where you and I will basically say, okay, it's enough. They're not there yet. All right, let's see over the next two to three weeks if they can get healthy, get in condition, get connected, and actually make this thing uh, interesting this season because nobody's running away. Last year, it took like 40 something games for the Bucks to lose their sixth game. The, the 76ers went in to tonight atop the East already with six losses in 18 games. Okay, nobody is running away this year, it's still there for them. But yes, they need to get healthy. They need to get connected. They need to start playing better soon. Check out our sponsors, Fort Lauderdale Design Group. Also, of course, I always mention prizepicks.com. That's the code five and all of the other sponsors in the five reasons sports network, including check it out tonight, bstevr.com. It's really, really cool. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network.